Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, all, all brothers and sisters out there. Man, I just got tongue-tied. Just that quick, I got tongue-tied. Good afternoon to um, uh, all my brothers and sisters out there. How is your Monday going so far? As you can see, it's a Monday for me, but it's all good. My Monday is going fine. It's going well. And I hope your Monday is doing the same. Listen, man, I'm so excited to be with you and continue along this series, um, my, our journey from Christian to kingdom citizens, a journey from Christian to kingdom citizen. Man, I'm excited about this topic and we are going to have a good time exploring all the different components. Listen to our brothers and sisters from last week who sent in your questions and your comments. I appreciate all of them. And I hope I answered, um, um, I, I did answer like 80% of them. And the ones I didn't answer, and I sent you an email just letting you know, we're about to um, enter into those uh, into those areas. Hopefully, I will answer your questions um, as we get into those areas. If I still haven't answered your uh, questions in those areas, please um, reiterate your question or ask your question once again, and I will send you an email. Or I'm, um, if you have your contact information in there, I'll give you a call and we can have a conversation about it. So since we're talking about that, let me go ahead and put that down on the screen on the bottom of the screen so if you look at the bottom of your screen you will see the ticker um, going and this uh, ticker will have the information during the um, broadcast if your chat features do not work you still have the ability to ask questions make your comments and you can use ministers at risinghopeministries.org ministers at risinghopeministries.org um, to uh, ask your questions and be a part of the broadcast um, a lot of times I will not um, respond to your questions until uh, the next broadcast. Uh, a lot of you guys are asking a lot of the same questions. So I put it in one big group and try to answer it during the next broadcast. If it's something off topic and um, I'm not going to address it, I will send you an email with the answer. If you have your contact information in your email address, I'll be more than happy to contact you uh, via the contact uh, information uh, uh, in your email. Uh, uh, if you're in this broadcast and you just have a need for prayer, you, you just feel like you need uh, somebody to pray with you or pray for you, uh, please uh, email, email us your prayer request and we will uh, pray for you, pray with you. You will get an email back from either myself or Minister Quatina uh, uh, letting you know that we are praying with you with a couple of words of encouragement, words of empowerment. And so we are here for you, brothers and sisters. So all that information is scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Listen, if you're on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, your chat features do work. Go ahead and use your chat features, um, and I'll be more than happy to interact with you. Say good afternoon. I'll be more than happy to say good afternoon back and acknowledge you. You are a part of this broadcast. Please do not feel uh, please do not feel like you're not a part of this broadcast. State of your faith is normally at one o'clock, uh, from one to two o'clock. I will uh, try to end the uh, in the broadcast about 155 and I thank you for allowing me to have lunch and invade your lunch hour with you uh, uh, if 
we're going to be late, I will always put a post in Facebook and let you know that we're going to be late. Or if I just can't do it because um, I do have a regular job and the job is sometimes demanding, I will also post that in Facebook. Amen. To our brothers and sisters who are watching us on other platforms, such as Rising Life Network, um, Apple TV, Roku TV, uh, uh, Fire Stick, your chat features, you don't have chat features, so you have no way to communicate with us. But I always want to take um, some time out in our broadcast to acknowledge you, to those of you who are watching us on our website or via the web app. Good afternoon to you. We appreciate you. To those of you who are watching us on the mobile app, good afternoon to you. And we're on a number of different platforms from Daily Motions to some of the, um, to some that I have Afri. Africa TV, I think it's called. Uh, good afternoon to all our brothers and sisters around the world. No matter how you're listening to us, how you're watching us, we appreciate you. We want to take this time to acknowledge you. So we are in an, um, we're still in the same series, but we're changing the topic up on today. So today's topic is Christianity is not this. Christianity is not this yeah so we're gonna we're gonna switch it up a little bit um so last week and 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 wait before i get into it let me go ahead and open this up with a word of prayer please pray with me Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace on this day. We come to give you all glory and all praise. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to have lunch with you during this one o'clock hour. Now, Heavenly Father, allow me to decrease and you increase in me. Allow your word to flow from on high through me to these, your people. Allow me to speak your truth and your truth alone. Let me not add anything to your word, nor take anything away from your word, but to deliver your word as you have given it to me with love, with grace, and with mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to be in service to you and in your kingdom, Holy Father, to service these, your people, Holy Father. I love you and I thank you for who you are, what you've done, and what you're about to do, not only in my life, but in the life of all these, your people, Holy Father. Thank you, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, I, I was about to hop into it. I always want to open this up with a word of prayer. Let me, um, let me do this real quick. Uh, there we go. Okay. So, last week we were talking about uh, what, let me get this straight, right? So we're, it was the introduction of this, uh, a journey from Christian to kingdom citizen. So on last week, not only did we talk about the life of faith and how that uh, ties into this series, right? Uh, the three B's, be, uh, be, believe, be real, and be brave, right? How all of that translate into this new series from Christian to kingdom citizen, but we also talked about the fact that for a lot of us, and I really was talking about me, we were in the church, but we still had a lot of stuff wrong. We were still getting a lot of stuff wrong. We gave our life to Christ, but we still didn't, we still felt lost. We still felt abandoned. We still felt hurt. If you're with me on that, I understand where you're coming from. You, you, you listen to somebody standing in a pulpit and you said these words, uh, you acknowledge 
to crisis in your life and nothing really changed in your life. And I don't know if it was like this for you, but it was for me because nobody held me accountable. They all welcomed me into the uh, Christian community. They all started calling me a brother and, and a Christian in the faith, but nobody held me accountable. I did not understand. Listen, it took me 15 to 20 years to understand when I said the uh, prayer of salvation, I was acknowledging that I wanted to be held accountable to a new standard of life. And that standard of life is the one that God set forth in his word. And so I wanted somebody to hold me accountable to that standard, but nobody held me accountable for 20 years. Nobody held me accountable to that standard. So I put it in a lawn. I showed up in church. I did my tithing. I did all this stuff, but I was still lying. I was still stealing. I was still conniving. I was still deceitful. I was still all this stuff because nothing ever really changed in my life because nobody challenged me or held me accountable to the change that God has called me to. I'm not saying that I, I sat among a lot of powerful preachers who uh, preached that change that needed to happen. That's good that somebody can preach it, but as, as a church family, nobody never really held me accountable. Nobody ever really challenged me on what changes I was making to my life. But on one fateful day, as I was sitting in a jail cell, the Holy Spirit started to convict me. God started to convict me. God started to hold me accountable to the change that I said I was wanting. So that was, that's what, that's what, what? Let me get this straight. So yeah, I said the prayer of salvation. Yes, I was going to church. Yes, I was tithing. Yes, I was going through the motions, but nothing really changed in my life. And so I showed you this on last week. I'm going to bring this up. Um, I'm going to bring this up uh, this week again because this is a key verse or a key scripture or it should be a part of your lexicon. This should be a part of your repertoire of scriptures that you should be that you should know and be very familiar with. We're, we're familiar with the ones that make us run around, but let us get familiar with the ones that oh, God says, hey, I'm going to hold you accountable to this standard, right? And, and this is one of mine. You don't have to bet this, but this is one of mine. And so I want wanted to bring this up and because here and I just want to read verse 13 uh, verse 13 in Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13 it says and the Lord says these people say they are mine they honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me their worship uh the worship of me is nothing but man-made rule learned by rote well, I told you guys to highlight, circle, underline, wrote, but I also wanted you to highlight the part where it says, um, uh, um, but man may, uh, uh, the worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned. Man-made rules learned. I need to underline that as well because we did a two-day dive into just those two parts of that sentence. Wrote meaning un, uh, uh, unthinking, mechanical. You're just doing it because this is what somebody told you to do. You're not understanding why you're doing it. You're not understanding the purpose or the reason um, behind it. Listen, if you're still sitting at your, uh, uh, if you're still sitting in the pew when the tithing plate comes around and you're complaining 
Are you thinking? Are you asking yourself, what is the pastor doing with this church? Oh, I think I saw the pastor uh, uh, driving around in a new BMW, a new Benz, or whatever the case may be. If you're still sitting around there thinking about that, you do not have a clear understanding of tithing. Mm, wait, 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 wait. You're doing it because the, somebody's passing you a plate. And since you were a kid and we grew up in the church, you just knew that you had to put some money in there. You might put 10%. You might put 5%. You just not, might not put anything in there because you feel like the pastor already had enough money. You do not understand the, uh, 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 the, 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 the reason for the tithing. If you're just going to church because this is some time, this is uh, a way for you to kill time on Sunday morning before the football the football game gets started you do not understand what it means to be in the house of the Lord uh, worshiping on Sunday morning listen I know this sounds hard I know this sounds uh, harsh but this is our reality this is our truth listen hear me clearly when I tell you for 20 years this was me I did it and I thought I was being a good Christian. I thought that I was doing everything that I could that and, and, and understand this. None of the things I did in those 20 years got me any further into heaven than I was sitting in that jail cell the day before God came and started to hold me accountable. Nobody wants to hear this, but this is the truth. Our idea or what we think Christianity is, is wrong. Because our idea and our thoughts and our thoughts of what we think Christianity is came from a world that has rejected God. In the beginning of um, the series, uh, Living by Faith, and guys, please go to um, Rising Life Network. Go to your, uh, um, uh, uh, if you have a Google, go to your Google store. If you have Apple, go to Apple store. Put in Rising Life Network. It's a blue um, emblem. It says Rising Life Network. Download that. Go to um, uh, uh, Rising Hope, uh, the RHM channel, and Look up under uh, State of Your Faith. Look up the Living by Faith series, okay? In the very beginning of that series, we I had a conversation with you, and um, we talked about how we got this thing wrong. We talked about how the world is told us that to be a Christian is that we have to like the teachings of Jesus Christ. Open up your open up your dictionary, or go to your uh, go to Google uh, Christianity and look up Webster. And it doesn't tell you have to believe it, that Jesus Christ was real. It doesn't have. It doesn't tell you have to uh, believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Literally, the definition of being a Christian is someone who likes the teachings of Jesus Christ. And that's so far from being wrong. But what what? What can we really expect from a world that I, I, I showed it to you um, in Romans In Romans chapter one, verses uh, 21 through 23. I don't have it on the screen, but let me read it to you. Yes, they man knew God, but they man didn't worship him as God or even even give him thanks. 
They began to think up of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. So uh, how is it that we are going to learn from a world that has rejected God and refuses to even thank God for who God is and came up with their own ideas of who and what God is? And the Bible says their minds became dark and confused. So you open up uh, the, the, the dictionary to find out the definition of, 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 of a Christian and you think that that's good enough. Well, listen, you may like the demons in hell may like the things that Jesus has said, but it does not make them a Christian. There's a lot of people, a lot of atheist people. There's a lot of people that follow a lot of different other religions. They like some of the things that Jesus says, but they don't believe in him. They don't trust in him. They're not applying his teachings to their lives. And so thus they are not Christians. You are looking at this lifestyle change. You're looking at this to make something, to do something different, to be different, to grow. You, you hear these stories of who God is and, and how God is turning around life after life, how God is healing and how God is saving. And you want to be a part of that. But the reality is you have not still yet taken the time to learn what it means to be a Christian. That has that was me for 20 years. So I wanted to take today and going off of this, remember again, this is why I had you uh, circle, underline, highlight the word rope. Rope means unthinking, mechanical. You're just going through the motions. You're just doing it just because, because this is the tradition. Oh, this is what they do in this church. If you don't, if you go into a brand new church and you are looking at church to be your church home and you start asking questions and if they get mad at you for asking questions, why do you pray like that? Why do you, why is the service set up like that? And they really can't answer it, but they get mad at you. You need to walk out of that church and go and find you a church home because that might not be the place for you it's okay for you in fact the bible commands us in all that you do whatever you do get understanding don't just go into a church and because you like what the pastor said um, in two or three sermons, oh, this is going to be my church home. Or you might have found a new friend in the pew uh, and, oh, I'm, this is going to be my ch- new church home because I, uh, I like so-and-so or I like this pastor. But if you do, if you're just getting in that church service just because you have a friend sitting next to you or you like what the pastor's saying, but you don't understand the reasons why they're doing it, then you're doing it for rote and it doesn't count. I'm telling you the truth. A lot of people might not want to hear this. A lot of people are are probably clicking off. A lot of people are saying, okay, this guy's a crackpot and and clicking off and and going off somewhere because I'm not giving that uh, uh, good, let me feel good uh, uh, message. But see, this is what we call castor oil. 
<laughs> I know I'm, I'm aging myself. When I was a little kid and I started to feel bad and I might have coughed or I might have done something, my grandmother would reach in and go and get the uh, castor oil. It's some of the nastiest stuff you would ever have to try to swallow. <laughs> But when you take that castor oil, and, 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 and you might not like it going down, but boy, does it make you feel better. This is what Bishop would have uh, coined this healthy teaching. You might love what Bishop has to say. He is a true, he's a true man of God. I love his sermons. I love everything that he talks about, and uh, um, <laughs> I don't hardly find anything wrong in what uh, Bishop says. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not being funny or anything. Let me just be real with you. I mean, I agree with uh, uh, 99.9% of everything that Bishop says. I think he's a true man of God. I think that he spends a lot of time toiling and um, discerning the word and making sure that he parses out the word in such a way that it speaks truth to power and that um, it, it will elevate and help the people of God. I honestly do um, believe that. Why am I saying all of that before I say what I'm about to say? Because I don't want somebody to take this out of context. But if you go into Life in the Word Kingdom Church, and you're just going there because you like Bishop, but you don't understand the procedures and the, the, the good afternoon. This must be Mother Faison. I forgot to, let me, let me change this around. Let me add this on here. Um, there we go. Uh, uh, um, if you, if you, uh, go there just to hear Bishop preach on Sunday, but you're not picking up your uh, Bible on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, if you're not tuning in to get that extra study time, if you're not doing that self-study, but you're just doing it because you like what Bishop has to say, you like the First Lady, think they're a beautiful couple, I think they're beautiful people, guess what? You're doing it for rote and it doesn't count, even in a church as powerful as life in the Word. Don't get stuck. Don't tune in to me because you like what I'm saying. Oh, this guy's talking the truth. This guy's talking the truth. If you don't get that independent study, if you don't pick up this word for yourself, if you don't, it's all for naught. You're just doing it for rote. If you don't understand why we pray or why we do what we do or why, if you're not understanding these things, then it's all for naught. It's man-made rules learned by rote. And I'm going to go through a set of scriptures today that will prove this point. When we're talking about, when we're talking about Christianity is not this. Christianity is not going to church on Sunday. Christianity is not going to church on Wednesday. Christianity is not showing up in the church on Easter or Christmas or on Mother's Day. It's none of those things. Christianity is not putting a tattoo of the cross on your body. 
Christianity is not buying the crucifix and wearing it as earrings or a necklace. It's none of those things. Watch what, watch what the Bible says on this. I'm going to go to, um, and you thought I was harsh. Uh, I, I was trying to be easy and, and nice going. But look what the Lord says on this. Watch, watch this, watch this. The Lord says, this is Isaiah 58, 1 and 2. This is verse 1. Shout with a voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Do not be timid. Tell my people of Israel of their sins. So, 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 wait. God is saying, say it as loud as you can to the people of Israel. So if we take the people of Israel out and we are now in 2022, we are children of God. We are kingdom citizens right we are christians this is for us and then the lord goes on to say in verse 2 yet they act so pious they come to the temple every day and seem delighted to learn all about me they act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its god they asked me to take action on their behalf and pretend that they want to be near me. I wanted to stop right here. I, I really would love you guys to go in and study, not read, but study, because we're going to we're going to get to that for one moment. I don't want to just say read. I need you to read with understanding. So when you read with understanding, that's studying. So I, I want you to study the whole chapter Isaiah 58 so you can understand what God is looking for, for those who call themselves his people, whether you're a Christian whether you're a kingdom citizen, read and understand what Isaiah 58 is saying when it comes to what God is looking for those who call themselves Christian. Because when you get down to verse 2, the, those of you who are uh, so uh, righteous acting, sitting up in the church because you go to church every Sunday, but your life outside of the building is it cannot be defined as that of godly. I don't want to say church folk, but that of godly, then you are this verse is for you. There's too many people who call themselves, whether rain, sleet, or snow, no matter what's going on, if flash flood warning, hurricane, tornadoes, they will find their way to, to make it to the church. Because they want to be seen as a dedicated person of faith. But all of that is nothing but an act. And right here in these two verses, God is calling you out. I'm sorry. In this one verse, 
This is just verse two. In this one verse, God is calling you out. It doesn't matter that you go to the church every Sunday. It doesn't matter that you go to the church every Wednesday, but your life does not uh, 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 shine in such a way to show that you belong to God. This morning we read from Isaiah uh, 24 verses 14 and 15, and in there, uh, not Isaiah, I'm sorry, uh, Joshua 24 uh, verses 24, 14 and 15, and 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 there uh, the scriptures talk about where Joshua Joshua is telling to the people, these same people. Hey, listen, you can go back and worship the gods of your ancestors. What did they really do for them? You can worship the gods that uh, of the people of this land. What did those gods do for these people? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, to serve God is an action. To have faith, faith is not a noun. It is an action. It's something that you uh, say that you believe in and that you are acting out. You live by faith. You walk by faith. Oh, I'm a Christian, so I have faith in Jesus Christ. But your life does, is not just because you're behind finds its seat. Uh, because you're behind finds itself in a seat at a church does not make you a Christian. Take it from somebody who knows. My butt was in somebody's church for three years, four years study. And in fact, and not only was I in church on Sunday, I was in church on Wednesday. I volunteered at the church on Monday and Tuesday and on Thursday. I still went to the church functions on Saturday for three years straight, but my butt still found itself locked up and behind bars because even though I was in church, my life did not reflect that of which I said that I claim I believed. I was acting pious. I was acting like I was somebody righteous and there was not a righteous bone in me oh wait a second maybe I shouldn't have said that maybe I should have held that back maybe I should have uh, 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 projected that on somebody else no because I want to live by faith in living by faith, I must believe in trusting God. So if I believe in trusting God, let me be brave enough to tell my testimony. Let me be real with you. See how those three B's interact with a life of faith? And then you want to call yourself a Christian? See, you can't call yourself a Christian or even become a kingdom citizen if you don't live a life of faith. So if you live a life of faith and at one point you were not that but you're that today. It's okay to let somebody know where you were, how you saw your mistakes. This is how you make a change. This is how you make a lasting change. Am I happy? Am I proud? Am I trying to shout from the, from the rooftops that I've been to jail and I've been to prison? Obviously, no. But this is my reality. This is my truth. This is my journey. This is how God brought me out of the darkness into the light. 
And if he had not done that, I would still be lying to myself, sitting in somebody's pew, thinking that I'm good because I'm at church on Sunday. I'm at church on Wednesday. My wife, um, <laughs> she makes fun of me because on Sundays now, um, because of a lot of the changes we have here, and not only that, but really since the um, since the pandemic, um, I haven't been back on to to my home church on Sunday, and now it's like where I find the room, <laughs> where I find the time, right? And she will come in. She goes. She goes. She goes and um, she will come in and she will say, oh, you're a heathen. I'm a heathen now because I don't go to church on Sunday. And that's a joke that um, we talk about. But just because I don't go doesn't mean that I'm not a believer. Just because I don't go doesn't mean that I think there's something wrong at the church just because i don't go doesn't mean that my uh, church doesn't have my support in the season that god has me in it makes it really really hard for me to get to the church will i eventually go back most definitely that's my home church that's my church family that's the that's the church and and the people in that church that i love it's the pastor that i support and i think he's a true man of god if if he wasn't, I wouldn't say so. And I would definitely let you know. But just because I don't go doesn't mean that I'm not kingdom citizen. Just because I don't go does not mean that I'm not a Christian. But the same is true on the other end of the spectrum. Just because you go doesn't make you a Christian. See, if you, uh, uh, um, if you deal with me outside of the church, you might think that I'm too jolly. You might think I'm too happy. Uh, you might not understand that uh, I'm overflowing with the joy of the Lord in my life. Um, if you're dealing with me in a few months or things like that, and you see things happening for me, you see doors opening for me, you think things happening for me, you see that happening for me, then you come into the realization that there's something different about him. You see that I talk positively and 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 and, and I'm honest and, and 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 I'm being truthful. You say there's something different about him. See, you might not know it, but what you're seeing in me is the God that I serve. Because I'm now being held accountable to this lifestyle, this higher lifestyle that God has called me to. Uh, uh, the first lady says the church in that house connects to the church in your house. Yeah, absolutely. My church family, we're still connected. We're all connected because of the God that we serve. My church family, those folks can still call me up and hold me accountable. If I say something on this broadcast and they're listening, 
they can they have my phone number they have my email if they don't have my phone number if they don't have my email listen they have my wife's phone number they have my wife's email and they'll let her know and definitely she'll let me know but we're all connected but don't you find it funny in isaiah 58 in verse 1 that god comes in and he says shout with a loud voice of a trumpet blast if you just get a trumpet and you just blow into it with no notes it's the most annoying sound it's so annoying that it will catch your attention this is to catch your attention i'm not saying that the church is bad no the church is good but your reason for you going to church is what you need to put in check. Wait, wait, wait. Watch this. I want to go one more verse. I told you I stopped at verse two, but God goes on to verse three and he says, <laughs> watch, watch this. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been hard on ourselves and you won't even notice. I will tell you why. This is what God is saying. Wait, let me ask you this, brothers and sisters. And listen, this is us being open and we're honest and we're being real. You don't have to put this in the chat. You got the email uh, scrolling right there. It's on screen right now. It says ministers at risinghopeministries.org. You can email me this. Let me ask you this question. Why did you fast at the beginning of the year? Did you fast at the beginning of the year because you really wanted something from God? Or did you fast because it was a corporate? fast and the pastor called for it and it wasn't even on your radar why did you join the prayer service is it because you really wanted to pray for somebody or is it that you really needed prayer from uh, a prayer from from the pastor and so you you really wanted to go believing and trusting god or is it because somebody says hey we have a prayer service you should you should be there you're like, ah, I'm not really feeling it, but I don't want somebody to think that 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 I'm not uh, I'm not genuine. So let me get on this prayer call. Why is it that you go to church on Sunday? Why is it that you go to church on Wednesday? This is not just for fasting. This is for every aspect of what you say you believe in. Why? For those of for, for for those of us who have kids, you know, are those remember when your baby uh, got from one to two and they were going to learn how to talk and they want to start to ask you questions and they get to that point of why? Why do I have to go to school? Well, you have to learn why? Why do I have to learn? Well, so you can be smart. Why do I have to be smart? Aren't you going to take care of me? Why? Why, 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 why? You know, it's like this why after why after why after why after why after why. And it drives you nuts, right? It drives you nuts, mom, right? It drives you nuts, dad. It, it, it drives you nuts when they start to get into this why, 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 why. But listen, what you need to do that for your faith life. Why? Why do you have to go to church? Why do you have to go to church on Sunday? Why? 
This isn't so that you can find an excuse not to go, but this is so that you can find your reason to get into that worship spot so you can start praising God. God does not want you to go through the motions. He wants you to be there for a reason. If the reason is just to give him thanks, give him them that that be the reason. If the reason is there because you're hurting in some way, let that be the reason. If the reason is there because you really want something and you just want to come and ask him, let that be the reason. But be there for a reason. What? I stopped short. Wait, 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 wait. So it says. God says, I respond, it's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you're fasting, you keep on oppressing your workers. In other words, on the first of the year, when the churches are calling for fasting, you go through the fast, but you are still doing the same things. It doesn't call. They're not requiring you to make the necessary changes. They're not holding you accountable to this life that you so called. You're just fasting just because you know that there's some power in fasting. Fasting is a very powerful tool for a Christian. But if you're just doing it just to be doing it, it is as useful as as a spoon to eat a steak with. Oh, wait, what? That's not really useful, is it? But this is the reality. This is what we do. This is, watch this, this is what we do as a collective body. Because for some reason in our mind, we think because we belong to one of these mega churches, and if we can get 10,000 people to fast, God will take notice. Well, the word says he doesn't even care. Mm. Oh, do I need to show that to you? I got a word for that. Isaiah chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The, the incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon uh, celebrations and your annual festivals. They are, they are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. Oh, wait. You don't think that was on point? Okay, wait a second. If we go to Isaiah 55 and 5, we find these words. Wait, wait, wait. It says, you humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? We just can't go through the motions. 
Not at all. God is not interested in you joining a group of people who call themselves Christians and you just go through the motions. Why is it that you want to be a Christian? What is it that you believe? Are you really able and willing and wanting somebody to hold you accountable to this standard in which God has called us to? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're asking me what standard is that? For it says it in Numbers, in Numbers 19, in, in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, it says, For we are to be holy, for God is holy. That's the standard. So when you say the prayer of salvation, you are acknowledging that you want to be held to that standard. And if you think that that's a scary standard, you're not alone. I'm raising my hand. It's a very scary standard. But there's more peace in it. Oh, wait, there's more peace, but not more money. Oh, maybe you want to be a Christian because some of the richest people that 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 you see in the news or that you see claim to be Christian. So you want to have access to that kind of money. Well, don't you know, before Biggie said more money, more problems, uh, 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 King Solomon said it first. Being blessed doesn't mean that you have enough money to pay away the world's problems. The Bible lets us know the more money you have, the more problems you're going to have. So being Christian also gives us a different aspect, a different perspective, a different look on life. But we also have to know and, and trust in what we are saying. Why do you believe what you believe? Why do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Is it just because Bishop told you so? Is it just because I told you so? Is it because you heard our testimonies and that's why you came to believe? Okay, that's fine. What are you going to do for yourself to see it for yourself? Oh, wait, somebody told you that Jesus died 2,000 years ago, so how can you see that for yourself? Oh, see, to live a life of faith, you must first believe. In order to believe, you must trust. You must do what you think is impossible, and then you see what God is doing in your life. Oh, wait. How can I do what's impossible in order to see what God is doing in my life? Well, maybe you should start a ministry from scratch and then end up with a TV station from scratch and then have a radio station from scratch and watch how you who has no 
uh, experience in TV station or radio station, watch it grow. You who have no experience in a ministry, watch it grow. Look how what look at what God can do when you walk in faith and what he can do with somebody like you. Minister Tony and myself and Bishop, we had no clue. We said, okay, God says we can do it. Let's go ahead and do it. And the next thing we know, we have a grant. Doors of opportunity open for us. We walk through those doors, not understanding or not knowing what it is we were getting ourselves into. But every step of the way, as we walk, God continued to make a way out of no way. We can tell you you what God is doing in our lives and why we believe what we believe. But first, before we even got to that point, we first had to step out on faith. We still, we first had to do it. And then once we began to do it, then we start, then we saw God manifesting himself in those projects. Christianity is not a Sunday goer church service person. Christianity is not a Sunday thing. Christianity is not a Tuesday night or Wednesday night thing. Christianity is not just Christmas. Christianity is just not Easter. Oh, we like to get dressed up for Easter. The retailers make most of their money off of Christians. Listen, watch this. I have to go back here. Isaiah. I'll make sure I go right. Yeah, Isaiah 1 and 2. I'm sorry, I, I need the 13, Isaiah 13. And there it is. Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. God calls our gifts meaningless, right? But on Christmas, we spend 10, 10 billion, 20 billion, $30 billion in gifts. The retailers don't think, Best Buy don't think, uh, when they put that big screen TV on sale on Black Friday, they don't think your, 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 your gift is meaningless. God's not interested in your money. Watch this, watch this. He says, as for your celebrations of the new moon and, and the Sabbath and the special days for fasting, and all these, all, the, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon festivals and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I can't stand them. But we go every Easter and buy a new Easter dress. Kroger and Sam's or whoever your local grocery store is, sells out of millions and millions and millions of eggs as we try to paint up eggs in pretty pink and 
uh, uh, purple colors and we hide them. And uh, Marsh Candy Bar Company loves us because we buy uh, jelly beans and chocolate and we put them in baskets and we let the little kitties run around and find them. Makes millions and millions and millions of dollars off the so-called Christian faith. But as these companies make millions of dollars off of this Christian faith, God is saying, I can't stand them. Because we find ourselves in church on Easter, celebrating the greatest gift that God could give man. His son, his son died on the cross. After three days, he arose again. But what do we do after Sunday? On Monday, we're still drinking, fighting, cussing. We're still stealing and scheming. We're still lying to one another. We're still being distrustful to one another. We're still, nobody has held us accountable to this holy life that God says, if you are mine, then be holy like I am holy. But who holds holds us accountable to that. Christianity is not an Easter service. Christianity is not a Christmas service. Christianity is not any of those things that, that, that you think that what it is. Okay, I have to go to church for this and I have to go to church for that. If your life does not change, you're doing it all for none. It's all man-made rules learned by rote. I'm going to come back tomorrow because we're running out of time. We're going to come back tomorrow and uh, home down on some more of these topics. But I hope you had a good understanding of what we're talking about here. We want to come to the realization of why. Why do you believe? Why are you Christian? Or better yet, why do you want to be Christian? Listen, I'm not trying to talk you out of being, Christ uh, being a Christian. I just want you to come in with the full understanding of what it means to be a Christian. I hope something was said here today that helped you in some way, shape, or form. If anything, maybe it got your mind churning and got you thinking about some things. And I think that that's a good thing, brothers and sisters. If you are watching this, and I do thank you for tuning in and watching this. If you have any questions or any concerns, please email me at ministers at Rising Hope Ministries. If you're watching this and you're ready to give your life to Christ, if you're ready to signal and say, hold me accountable to this life that you've called me to, Lord. I'm going to say the prayer of salvation. Please say it with me. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne of grace. Today, I confess all my sins, the ones I know about and even the ones I've forgotten. Please forgive me of these, my many sins. Have mercy upon me, most merciful Father. Today, Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That he died on the cross for my sins. 
After three days, God the Father raised him from the dead. And today, Jesus is alive and well, sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price that I could not pay on my own. Please be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that's the first time you ever said that prayer, brothers and sisters, please, please, please go ahead and email me. We want to celebrate that you acknowledge that you're ready to be held accountable. The Bible says that when one returns, a host of angels rejoice, and we want to rejoice with you. No judgment. We just want to celebrate you coming back. Listen, brothers and sisters, you just took the first step. And that's an important step, the acknowledgement and saying, hey, hold me accountable. But the second step is just as important. You need to find a good church home. Yes, a good church home will a, a, a pastor and a church family could hold you accountable to that new lifestyle that you said you want. Listen, if you're in the Savannah area you can go to Life in the Word Kingdom Ministries where Bishop is the lead pastor. Bishop Byron Curry is the lead pastor. He is a true man of God. He will not only teach you in the teachings of Jesus Christ, he will help you apply those teachings to your life. And that's important. If you're in, if you're in the Atlanta area and you come down to Canada Road at St. Philip AME Church, there where um, Pastor Watley is the senior pastor. He is a true man of God. He will help teach you in the teachings of Jesus Christ and how to apply those teachings to your life. And St. Philip is my church home. And yes, they do hold me accountable and they can hold you accountable as well. Brothers and sisters, it's always good to have a good church home. I appreciate you. I thank you for tuning in. Thank you for allowing me to invade your lunch hour. I hope you have a blessed and uh, a blessed rest of your Monday. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Know that I love you. Know that the ministers of Rising Hope Ministries love you. But you have to know that you know you know that God loves you even more. God bless you. You guys have a blessed and wonderful, wonderful day. to the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some praise. Let's magnify the name of the Lord. Listen, listen, I need us to understand love. Love just don't bless you and make you happy, speak in tongues, and you run around. Love correct you. Cut God Almighty. Love puts you in check. Love God causes you to look at what's doctrine and what love does is reprove you and correct you. That's what real love do. The enemy is not coming for one individual. He's coming for the body of Christ.